Hey, what's up, everybody? I've been on a long scheduling hiatus, but I am back once again with If This Concrete Could Talk. And with me this evening are three very esteemed guests. Guys, is like brothers to me. Had the privilege of coaching them, coaching with them. My guys from down the way, Tramel Tipler, Jared Staple, and Emmanuel Edwards. Been a long time coming, fellas, but happy to have you on. And ready to, uh, to hope the fire department's nearby because I know there's going to be a lot of smoke brought in this one. So, hope y'all are ready. My, my first question, and I ask this of everybody, when and where did your love of the game begin? And you guys can decide who wants to go first, who's going to go last. I ain't going to get in that argument, but let me know, let everyone know, you know, when, when did your love of the game first begin? Go ahead, Emmanuel. Jared, you go first. You're the youngest, man. You got the best memory. It's going to take me and Jamel a while, man. <laughs> I'm, I know. I'm sitting there trying to think about it. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, I'll have to say, uh, you know, I moved to Mounds when I was three, four, and um, they used to have this little uh, dust bowl. Y'all remember the dust bowl? Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember it was right beside my house. And, uh, you know, my dad, my brother, sisters, we'd all go out there and play. And uh, just as far back as I can remember, I mean, I just was crazy about basketball. And then um, just growing up in a, in a place like Mounds and, you know, people are basketball crazy. And, uh, you just really don't have a choice for most people. To fall in love with it and uh just growing up around people like Tramel and Emmanuel and my brothers and Vic and all those people and seeing them play. And then when you and Coach Wynn came around and did the the uh basketball camps for the kids and stuff and man I just fell in love with it, man. And uh I mean then they built the park. What year they built build the park right across the street from 90. Oh, that that went up like the end of my eighth grade year. So, 93. I graduated in 97. Yeah, about 93. Yeah, 93. And then, especially that, growing up a few steps, I could look out my walk out my back door, and you got a, a legendary basketball court out there. Man, I have no choice but to fall in love with it. So, that's pretty much it for me. That's crazy. Well, with I can me, think pretty of about much 20. growing up in public. No, go ahead, Jamil. I was just gonna say that's crazy. I can think of about twenty or twenty-five D uh, uh, college basketball hoopers that played on that park. Oh shit! In the nineties, it was crazy. You you would have the best from, of course, man, Meridian, Carroll, Charleston, Kate, Paducah, Sykeston, Sykeston. We were just talking about Tyrone Nasby coming out there. And it was crazy, man. And growing up and seeing that, and just being out there, man, it was it was great. I can remember when they still had the stakes in the ground trying to let the cement dry. They didn't even wait for the cement to dry to go out there to start hooping, man. That's how wow. that's how much people wanted to play. We carved our name in it. <laughs> yep. 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 But yeah. Paul was really interrupted by Jamel Tipler. Um, 
Because <laughs> that's what he does. But no, um, same thing like Jared said. It started with me young. I probably, I probably did this thing back to remember. I was probably at least eight or nine. Just growing up in public housing in uh, both, uh, you know, the shipyard in Mound City. And then my grandmother lived in the projects in Mound. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have basketball courts, but what we had was a slide. And I don't know who started this. I ain't going to take the credit for it, but somebody decided it'd be a good idea to put a tire in the side of that slide. And believe it or not, man, people would be out there just playing <laughs> all day long. So next thing I know, I'm just out there, you know, just a little kid trying to get on the court and play with them. And um, pretty much started there. And next thing you know, it evolved to, you know, people starting to actually try to put a little makeshift goals together you start playing in those goals and then a couple of friends that get a breakaway rim you go play in their yard and promise not to curse or nothing you know all that good stuff <laughs> and then um as i got older we would actually go out to the uh, meridian playgrounds and um play out there because that was sad thing about it now in the back of my head but that's crazy we had to go all the way out to meridian to find the actual rim to play in so um that's how it started for me and just kept going kept going so my bad for interrupting. I thought we was going youngest to oldest. You're a couple months older than me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say for me, I remember I was seven. I used to go stay with my dad in the summers, and I always heard he could play, but I didn't really think he could play. I thought he was just talking. So he used to play in the parks in Chicago, and I used to watch him. And that's why I really – I didn't know how to play, but just watching him play is where I really got the love for it, and I couldn't wait until I got a chance to play. And then – just coming back to the deep south and just getting into parks and just going around, always looking for a place to play. But that's where it first started, seeing my dad play. See, that that was perfect because my next question was going to be how much of the family input. And, you know, Jared, you mentioned your older brothers, Frank and Josh, Tip, your dad. I remember watching your dad play when he was in high school. I know you, you had a, your dad had a brother that played at Century. Right, yeah. and I vaguely remember him, but I do I vividly remember your dad playing because he, it was the coolest thing. He had an afro that was parted down the middle. <laughs> and when he ran up and down the floor, it looked like an accordion coming together. Like, I wanted to grow an afro like that and have it parted down the middle. I think it was the El Dorado tournament. And he got a steel afro flat, flapping up and down the floor. When he went up to dunk, it looked like wings when he took off. <laughs> but remember your dad playing? He uh, played against your Uncle Allen played against your Uncle Bobby so you know, I already know that you, know, you guys grew up with, a, with a, a family influence your family impacted your love for the game because you grew up you know, watching them play and people you know, that you, had, you know, wanted to play with and play like or whatever and you know what's crazy Griff you, uh, you, it's funny you said it because as I got older too every time I went to a game like whether it was my mom whoever they would walk me to that big big crazy picture in the hallway and say hey who was that with the apple right there and i was like i don't know they're like that's your uncle jackie so um, God, i forgot going back there yeah so you yeah and mm -hmm. you know when i first got hired down there and it was one of the older guys i can't think who it is now but i was telling them the similarities of carrier mills and mounds the towns down there because you know, carrier mills at the you know for that first year Meridian been to state once, Carrie Mills have been to state once, but you could go, you know, go down the list of great players who had played there and the names. And 
I know I, I can remember Carrier Mills Meridian playing as early as like 1977. So, you know, I go back and I can remember Tony Bogan playing and Anthony Vincent and Tip, your dad. And then, you know, I'm playing against those guys at high school. So, you know, I remember the names and um, one of the first great Meridian players, Mike Humble, lives right down the road from me. Oh, and wow. Every now and then I'll see him and, you know, we'll talk. He'll catch me outside or I'll be walking and see him outside and we'll talk a little bit. But I think he was in the first graduating class from Meridian, from the actual Meridian High School. But I know, you know, there that growing up like that, you guys talk about playing at the park and, you know, seeing those guys at the park same way I did. And that that influences you because that's all you know at that age. Um, Jared, you're a little bit you, younger. So you, you kind of had the advantage of, you know, being exposed to more on TV. But like for me, there was nothing more than playing at high school. You know, I saw some NBA games on TV, okay, you know, the playoffs or whatever, and college basketball. But like, you know, you grew up wanting to be like the guys that you watched playing basketball. And you couldn't wait for, I don't know how you guys, how it was for you guys. I couldn't wait for my time to be able to play on the park with big dudes. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get down there at, four o'clock when it's 105 degrees before they ran us off. I want to play in the, in the main game. So I don't know if you guys had that kind of, you know, I don't know what you would call it. Hierarchy, I guess, where you had to wait your turn. But, you know, that that was what influenced me. I want to be good enough to play with the big guys, with the older guys. Well, Jared noticed because we both, and Tremel should notice too, because we all played at the park. The park had two sides. <laughs> yeah, the one side where, uh, yeah, that's just the guys that's not very good play at. Then you got the side where the big boys play at. And um, that's like the best feeling in the world when um, whoever got winners or, you know, sitting on the side waiting to play next, they call your name. I'm like, hey, you want to run? And, and like, oh, yeah, yeah. got to run. Yeah. And then the good thing I was blessed with, too, like Uncle Bobby, Uncle Allen, uh, Darren Brown, he's a bigger cousin for me. If they was at home, they was making you play. They was like, yeah, you running with us. That's that's just how it was. They're like, we got our five, and you just going to run with them until you lose. So um, you, that's missing in today's game because, one, it kept you humble because you was always playing with somebody better than you, so you know yep. you had to get better. And then, two, you could steal stuff from them. Like, you know, oh, even man. Playing with, yes, playing with you, like drop stuff and then. All that other stuff. You could just steal stuff from people, man, and you could just um, then turn around and you know use it in high school or use it against kids your age, man. And it's um that park was valuable. It's words can't explain how valuable that park was. That was like a validation where you can get off that second court and you always playing on the main court. That's what you can say. Like I made it. If I could play against uh, these guys, I know I could play on the high school team. It was no, it was no second second thinking it, no second thought. Well, you guys know well you guys know Ricky because he's mm-hmm. y'all's age Jared you know he is so he came up on the last the last part of the park at Carrie Mills being the proven ground so he understands it when I tell him you know I led the varsity I was leading varsity scores as a sophomore and they didn't let me play at the park like, we don't care what you do against Ridgeway we don't care what you do against Harrisburg you ain't doing it against us so you ain't ready to play <laughs> it was my it was my junior year. But, you know, I I had to I had to dunk on guys before they let start let me play down there. But even like like you said though, 
kids ain't humbled anymore because the older guys, you know, the, the park is not that that place like it used to be. At least I, it's not around here. I don't know how it is down there. It's everywhere. It's AAU, AAU, AAU yeah. hijacked the pickup game. Like the pickup you know, game is is, is you got to play with them. I mean, like like you said, open gyms. Like you told Jared about the open gym. Jared grew up in the open gym era. We, me and Jared, just talked about yeah. this. If the gym is supposed to be open and you go out to Merida and you see all those cars out there, you get like, okay, it's about to be on. You go out there and you don't see one car. You go out there and see somebody sitting there because the door is locked. You about to cry? Like, come on, man! He's <laughs> calling oh, somebody. Yeah. Get the gym open, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Look, this 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 how it was when I was coming up, and from when I was little, it can be ninety deg- ninety degrees outside, and that park is gonna be packed. Yeah. Now, if you're good enough, coaches would allow you to come out to the school. You're gonna play ninety ninety five. When that sun starts to go down. Oh yeah. We're going to the gym, open gym. You played on the court, then you went to the gym, and it was just words can't describe how how, how good some of those games were. Some of those people, it, it was just uh, man, it was awesome, man. It was just a, it's a different era because you know for because you know me and Ian Tip is still the park. You know, we're still that park era. And you talk about when the sun starts to go down. That's when it. That's when it's, it got packed. Like there was no better weekend up here than Memorial Day weekend. Like we would pray that it wouldn't rain Memorial Day weekend because you know everybody's in. You got people in town, and you know the park's gonna be crowded. And when I, I was first playing down there, I couldn't wait for Memorial Day weekend. Like that, I finally made it. You know, to me that was like you know I'm a draft pick in the NBA. I finally got drafted. You know, because there were no, we, you know, we there were no open gyms for us. There wasn't really no open gyms until I got in college, and then we could go to me and my best friend. We could go to uh, West Frankfurt and play. We go to Marion and play. We go to Bent. Uh, there was one night a week that was college night at Wren Lake, and you got like thirty guys that's home from school, and they're all playing college basketball. And the the talent that was there, like you know, a lot of those guys I'm still in contact with on social media, but just you ain't gonna have that now. You know, because you said, because the AAU culture has changed everything. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later. Where I think the AAU culture has really changed basketball is it's no longer about winning. It's just about playing. It's about money. The money they play accumulate from it. But you, but you just look at the NBA. Guys ain't as concerned with winning as they are making money. You know, we, you know, the, you know us three old guys, we, we've all been in that situation where, you know, you, 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 you the last guy picked. And if your team loses, you might be done for the day. Or you're going to be done for a while because there's so many other people waiting to play. You know, it's all about winning then. Hey, now hey, it's man, about hey, playing. Hey, man, stop. Hey, man, you, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm from <laughs> that era, man. I'm 37, all right? Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, but you also, but you, but you was also an AAU product your, your last couple know, of years. The only people that played AAU was the people who was good enough to play. And like I said, one AAU team around it. But but and, and, but but to, still, to Jared's defense, to Jared's defense too. Just because I was I was like older, and I can kind of kind of just give you a different like viewpoint. The talent that was down there when Jared was in school. Oh my gosh, guys, that's the thing. None of them was playing AAU. They was playing in the parks in the gym. Yeah, so, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't he, trying to slight them. 
wouldn't try no, to no, slide him. Yeah, I agree, but it's just his gym game was better than any AU game he was gonna play in. I mean, but, but me, I me and Jared had, you know, we had those conversations as coaches when we coached together. Like, you know, it's all about playing. Guys don't know how to win anymore because you ain't sitting out two hours, you know, for your next game. It's, you know, it's about playing. Um, I can remember when I first started playing down there. I knew I wasn't supposed to shoot the ball. My job was to defend, rebound, and get out of the way on offense. You know, this game point, unless I'm wide open, going to break away, my, I get an offensive rebound, I'm getting the ball back out. I knew I wasn't supposed to shoot the ball. Now, look at end-of-game situations or when you need a shot, even sometimes at the college level, shots that are taken, who's taking the shots? You, you, you didn't grow up playing in the playground. That's you know, funny you say you, that, man. You 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 play in the playground, and I'm I'm thinking like I'm 15 years. I'm out here with Darren Brown, B.J. Nelson, Marcus Pruitt, Sterling Mayhem, Uncle Bobby, all of them, and I'm just like, dude, don't blow this layup. And it's not it's not even a, <laughs> exactly. like a real game. It's just a pickup game. But I'm just like, don't lose this ball. Don't miss no dunk. You know, don't don't let nobody dunk on you. It's just like trying to play perfect, and it's just a pickup game. But it's just but you but you learn. It was. It's like life. You learn values. I like, tell you, you I tell you what helped us out a lot is that summer that uh, we played when all those guys would come in the morning into the gym when Coach Wynn and Griffith opened it up when Tyrone and um. Uh, What's the dude play that Illinois Chicago? Yeah, Brian Lowe and the little Brian guard. Lowe. What was the little guard? The Woods guard. Kevin. Kevin. Ke- oh yeah, that we, we had him. Yeah, that. that they had the other the, the other real tall dude that came in. Uh, Dwight. I Ruffin, can't remember. I think he played at McKendree. No, no, oh, no, Darren. no. He's talking he, about Darren from Mount City. Darren. Yeah. Yeah, he was nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know what's funny, Griff? Yeah, yeah. He was good. Yeah. You know what's funny, man? That's the summer that I actually got back in good graces with Coach Wynn because you were just, I, I think you guys were playing in like a, you playing in some kind of league, Sessible League, Converse League, something like that. And um, there was a couple yeah. guys playing. And um, I remember I was playing with them. I wasn't playing with you all. And I would play with them. They would always pick me up and play. And you actually told Coach Wynn, you convinced them to let me start back playing. You play, hey, he got a little bit better, man. You might want to give him a second chance. It was my freshman year. <laughs> I kind of fell out with him a little bit, and then that was just a knucklehead. My sophomore year, Jerk. yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, but you got to look, you know, and that's something you can look back in hindsight when you can be honest with yourself, man. And that's part of um, why I still talk to you and him to this day because you know you guys are role models, and you know, part of uh, being role models is recognizing like, okay, this guy's enough with it, but he's starting to you know kind of shape up a little bit. Let's give him another chance. And that's a good thing too that you actually moved away so i could recognize like dang i could be going to summer league with them i'm at the park playing and i ain't got no jerseys <laughs> corey corey johnson I'm with a jersey on and i'm thinking to myself like i'm gonna kill this dude if I play. but it's just like uh, being a knucklehead man so I was just it actually helped me out because when i played against them in the summer it was just like every time i had a chance to play against those guys i was like hey I'm just gonna go at him, man. Go at him, go at him. Hey, Tip. Tip, he see that he see that orange cougar driving through the hood to pick up guys. They was stopping to pick him up. <laughs> he was, no, he probably was hiding out from him. He was hiding. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> when I got back in good graces, I was like, oh my goodness. Lo and behold, who see him coming to get me? Clarence Fox. 
Coach Wayne, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Griff's talking about, you know, if you play and you know you lose the game, you might not play the rest of the, the damn day. Um, y'all remember Osage on Sundays? Oh, yeah. Man, oh, you yeah. talk about if you lose, you ain't playing unless you're the right person. Yeah, Man. That, that, that gym is packed. It's crazy. Yep. Now what? Victor Baker was was was, 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 was a dog. I thought about that was it because I seen that in traffic. <laughs> I seen that in traffic. Vic. Vic was so cold at that time, boy. Vic, Vic used to shoot that thing and throw his hands back. Knew what was going yep. in, <laughs> and he was going to defend and talk oh, yeah. shit. Vic was tough. Vic, Vic defied logic. Because if you looked at him, there's no way you thought he's gonna do the stuff that he did. But man, y- y'all know because y'all saw him in practice every day. That dude put in the work. Coach Wayne used to tell him, "Vic, there's some things your body just ain't gonna let you do." Because <laughs> <laughs> he swore up and down, he he swore up and down, he's gonna dump. He swore up and down, he's gonna dump. But uh, it was y'all's freshman year. Because if you hadn't moved up yet, or did you? I don't think you had. But. Um, you know, the JV was killing the varsity in practice. I had some dogs though started off when I first started down there. And Vic would bad coach man, just give me one shot, just give me one shot, just give me one shot. If you know, if I, if I, if I don't if I don't play good, I won't ask you again. I won't ask you again. Just give me one chance. Just give me one chance. And he they having shoot offs and stuff, and he could go with you know Coach Wim and you know eventually beat him, but he could hang with him. You know they're going you know shooting five five threes from different spots. And he threw it in up at a uh, uh, Woodlawn. Had a midwinter tournament, either Woodlawn or Waltonville, somewhere up there. Threw Vic in, in the first half, and Vic hit five threes. At halftime, we're walking off the floor, and I put my arm around him. I said, "Vic, it was fun coaching you, but I, <laughs> I don't think you'll be playing JV anymore." <laughs> and he he didn't. He was came out like five or six in the first half on, on threes, and his JV career was over. But he, you know, he put the work in. He, he had guy. confidence too. He had confidence. Yeah, out this that world. confidence. You know, all he world, just worked. All world confidence. He had confidence yeah. out of the world. You know, he he thought. Remember, his favorite player was Jimmy King. And he's like, you know, I, I'm. He, he, I mean, Vic was a lockdown defender too. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. play both ends of the You wouldn't get him by Vic. Mm-hmm. You might look at him and think you get him by him, but you what? Boy, if you could have seen that that bus that 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 bus exit after that century game, boy, he had that dude about to cry, man. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, him Remember and uh, nah. what? Uh, uh-uh, what happened? I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember he was messing with Enlo. He's like, you got clamped up tonight, didn't you? Like, oh clamped. yeah, oh, he yeah. just kept oh, saying yeah. clamp. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, because y'all, y'all, you and uh. You and Jermon and Vic, man, y'all put the fear of God in them dudes, man. They couldn't get the once they went overtime, they couldn't get the ball across half court. Yeah, that's 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 different, man. He, he said man. he said it, he said it wasn't us. He said it was Tommy. He said he got around us. He just could he could move it around Tommy. That's what that's what he said. That was his. Nah, experience. it was <laughs> nah, it was the guards. It was the guards on defense that game. That's what that was. 
Okay, my my next question um, was there an aha moment that that permanently got you guys hooked, or that you that let you know, okay, man, I could play this game. You know, I might be able to do a little something. You know, was there a, a, a particular moment that you remember that just sticks out that just that got you hooked? You know, was it watching somebody something? that you did on the court or something somebody said to you you know everybody has that moment that that was their you know motivator that said this is what I want to do or this is what I want to try to do what what was it for you guys you for me yeah yeah for me it was, yeah. it, was it was when you it was when you moved us up and them guys started quitting cuz they just knew that <laughs> and and they just like you know we already juniors and seniors and it's not nothing to do with them that, that was that's what it was for me it was just like they just knew i think you instilled man. a lot of confidence in us that's 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 crazy man i can even remember i was i was in eligible the first half of the season and like the very first practice I came back to, I don't know if you remember this, Will, but like the first practice I came back to, it's like that rim, like when you first come in, like closest to the office. Right down by the door, yep. Down by the door. You just kept telling me like, all right, man, I'm going to throw it up, just catch it. So I was like, all right. And I'm thinking like back in my head now, like, dude, I was 14. You had me dunking backwards. You had me catching the ball off the rim. Man, they just looking at you like, man, are you saying you just talking crazy? Like, this dude's 14. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, man, you like drop step. I'm like, boom. <laughs> just like, man. And that's when y'all just like, at first, I, I didn't think it was that big a deal. But then I'm thinking, like, yeah, these dudes, they seniors and juniors, and they can't do half this stuff. So I'm just like, <laughs> might have a shot. And you just sitting up there laughing. Grip was loving every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Jared, when we, when Jared we, knew a we, long time ago he was gonna be good. He knew he's probably about six, seven grade. <laughs> nah, it was uh, Jared was, I didn't want to say good stuff, but when 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 Griff had those camps, I was in the first grade, and I won a pretty much every trophy <laughs> for like what three, four years. And uh, you know, I was just a kid. Though. I really didn't think like that. I mean, I, I knew I was better than most of the people I played with and against and stuff, but um, I, I would say the the, 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 the the moment for me was when um, I know Tramiel and uh, E, I remember Slam Fest, which to me is the the, the, the best uh, summer tournament in the Tri-State area ever. Uh, it's just big time. And uh, E and Tip and uh, I tip out tip you. I don't know if I play with you or not. You's probably gone. But uh, E, it was you and uh, Uncle Bobby and uh, JJ, and Vic, and I was just going first, to freshman. That first year, I think that first year you played, it was me, you, Marco. Yeah, you played with me and Marco them that first year. Well, one of the years I was like a freshman or something, and I'm you know I remember you guys would always come and get me and stuff. I mean that tournament, Griff, it was. It was crazy talent, man. I was just a kid. Man, I'm out there hitting game-winning shots. and When I did that, man, I knew, like, all right, man, I'm, out. I'm probably a little good, so. <laughs> <laughs> How about what grade did me? Man, I was, I was little. You know, my dad gave me a, he had a ball in my hand when I was a little dude. It's probably been like, I want to say like first grade and Carrie Mills got beat in the regionals by El Dorado. 
and I cried the whole way home. I was like, when I get in school, we ain't never gonna lose like that. We're gonna win all the time. And we, didn't, we didn't win until I was a senior, but it was it was a point on. Like you know, I, that's all I wanted to do is play basketball. You know, I'd I'd go to watch. Uh, you know, went to almost all the games at Carrier Mills, and I you know kept my little scorecard, you know, little score sheet, and then come home after the game, and I'm playing. I'm replaying the game in the house you know, over the over the door the doorways. I'm you know replaying everything I remember from the game which is crazy because now my mom won't let my son or grandsons even throw a ball around in the house I'm, you know, I'm playing basketball in the house you know until it was time to go to bed so it was like for me it was just early that's all I wanted to do and you know didn't know anything else because you know, I grew up around those guys grew up watching them play and that had me hooked like I wanted to be you know, we're going to win a regional we're going to win state we're going to do all this so it's probably about first grade for me um, what grade did you guys start playing organized basketball? I don't remember how young the team started at Meridian. Did they start before oh, middle school? Start, no, okay. sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, same they, thing. They had that grade. intramural stuff in like what fourth? Started in fourth grade. Intramural, and, but yeah, actual games that count. I guess uh, you could play when you're in the fifth grade at Meridian. For you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, you play varsity too, can't you? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, 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 I know where you're going. Are you, are, no you know where where I'm cannot. going. <laughs> no, no, not in Illinois. So. Oh man. Ah, yeah, nah, I caught it. I caught it. Yeah, I caught it. Yeah, not not in Illinois. My oh, God. I don't even know. I don't even know if you can in Kentucky anymore. I know other states you can. Ron Mercer did, you know, like seventh grade <laughs> playing varsity, but uh, yeah, not in Illinois. You ain't going hey, to. Uh, whoever let that get on there needs to be fired. <laughs> they ain't, they ain't doing no, research, huh? Yeah, wasn't no, wasn't no, research, man. no fact checking going on there. <laughs> Damn. So Ian Tip, what, what was y'all's expectations or your goals when you guys went to high school? Um, you know, it, it, uh, you know, Meridian had all kind of tradition, and I didn't realize until looking at you know records from the past. And when I went back down, you know, it was back down their head coach, how many regionals they'd won, like when it's still one class basketball, and then getting sectionals. And losing the sectional championships to like Carbondale and Centralia and Marion, losing the sectional championships to three A teams now, just mm-hmm. how 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 dominant you know the school was, and then you know kind of hit a, a dry patch for a while. But what what kind of you know what, what what goals did you guys have, or did you even think that far ahead? You know, when you guys were fresh, me, you was ineligible. Tremel, you you played on the freshman team and ended up like both of you guys ended up moving up. But like, what 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 were what what were your expectations? What were you looking forward to when y'all started in high school? Got to be Carroll, man. Got to be Carroll. That's the only thing that matters. You don't be Carroll, you ain't did nothing. Yeah, that was always a driving force. That was like, I mean, that was a big deal. Um, I I think playing on the varsity. Um. Just being decent, being a decent player, because you know you got people, if you ain't coming with it, they're going to talk about you. So oh, yeah. I guess just not getting laughed at and just, you know, one day moving up and playing varsity, that was my goal. But outside of that, 
me and him, me and E, we both knuckleheads as freshmen. So I remember the first time we seen Coach Winnie kick us out of the gym. So, <laughs> man, <laughs> I guess yeah. it's just trying to get better and just, uh, you know, just proving that I belong there, that I could play. Now, this is what you said about Coach Wynn is perfect segue. What was it like playing for him? Hardest thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> he just um, he just wasn't taking. He, he was all about effort, man. I mean, if you wasn't putting the fourth, he was going. He, he just he wasn't going to bend. It, he wasn't going to bend over, man. He was just going to keep pushing and pushing. And I don't know about Tremel, but for me, that was the first time in my life I had somebody really like try to hold me accountable for some things. Like anybody else I can pretty much get away with you know doing whatever like the last coach I, the coach I played for before I paid, played for him was Coach Russian and Coach Russian was more or less just you, what you put up what you put up is what he accepted so it's like if he used to you blocking a bunch of shots and that's what you're good at doing you're gonna block shots and that's what you're gonna do and it's just like with Coach Wynn it was more or less like he's looking at what you could become versus what you're doing then so um, he pushed me and it was it was hard at times, but it made me a better person today because now when I'm, you know, being held accountable for something, I can kind of reflect back on that situation and how I handled it then versus how I will handle something now. So um, and it was hilarious because he it was he, for everything he did that was crazy. He did some funny stuff, too. So, um, <laughs> And then it was just um, I don't know about Tramiel, but like just me being young and he was our coach that was the first time I met somebody like skilled like skilled as far as like shooting I played with people but nobody that really put in work like he did like he would challenge you to put in work like uh what was the the thing the free throw-a-thon or whatever yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and he's just like um yeah just tell somebody give you a penny for every free throw I'm like how many supposed to shoot like a hundred I'm like man I'm not shooting no hundred free throws he's like I will <laughs> do it almost every day I was like whatever Dude shot 100 free throws. I'm like, you crazy, dude. So, yeah, it was it was good playing for him. So, I I think uh, I think he took me from being just a little knucklehead boy, and he made me grow up. Uh, he just stayed on me. He he was just relentless. He just wouldn't. You know, mo- most people would get onto your day or two here and there. He just. I mean, he just stayed on me. And like you said, he just held us accountable for every little thing. And at the time, it was more of like a mental thing. I didn't understand what he was doing or why he was doing it. Now that I'm old enough to to look back on it, I could see. But he really cared outside of it wasn't like we were five star recruits or nothing like that. Like he did it because he cared. I think that was the first time I had somebody outside of like my intermediate family, like people that were close that actually like cared if I went to school, cared if I was doing what I was supposed to do, cared if I did my homework. And so I think, uh, yeah, I, I think he just, he, he, he just kind of, he made us grow up, he made us grow up and stop acting like little boys. He was smart. That's right. The first thing he did is got cool with both our mothers. I said, yeah, oh, oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I came home. This dude was, I didn't even see his car because I was just focused on something else. This dude was literally sitting in our living room. I'm like, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting, getting you ready for uh, camp. Your mom said you're good to go. Let's go. I'm like, like, go on with him. He can stay as long as he wants. You can keep him as long as you want to. Like, wow. 
We used it's to hide out, him. and he just kept coming back. Yeah, it's rare we have a, any type of long conversation, and it, 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 at some point, it, it doesn't end up, you know, about something that happened down there, or you know, just reminiscing about you know coaching down there, and you know, talking about. I mean, one time we were just talking about how how much he changed as a coach, you know, from there to when he was the head coach at Benton, and how. You know how little we actually knew at the time. You know, not like we ever became coaching geniuses or anything. But it's just like, you know, we had you guys doing a lot of stuff. We did at SIU, and because we knew, you know, it was successful and it worked there, we just you know, brought it down there to you guys. You know? uh, there's not a whole, you know, strictly man-to-man defense. No, you know, switching was not allowed. Man, I, if I'm playing man-to-man, my teams are switching everything. You know, just you know, you know, I had you, you and Tommy were anchored to the post. Now, one of my post players, you got to be able to handle the basketball. You got to be able to pass the ball. You know, depending on how skilled you are, maybe maybe even shooting three pointers. But you know how our philosophies kind of changed over the years. The more experience we got, but uh, it was it was great. I, I I look back on that. I don't have any, any regrets about you know that time down there. It was fun. It was fun, and, fun and, watching and, you guys it, watching you guys grow. And it's true, too, because like you said, yeah, you could have did some things different, but what was the end result before you got there? When was the last time we won a regional? So, I yeah. mean, we, we won. And, um, yeah, it was moments where, you know, frustrating or do whatever we did. But at the same time, me and Jared just talked about this. I'll take my 96 team to play against anybody that – I ain't saying we would win, but I feel good about playing against anybody that – Hey, I, I would put that team against – any of the good teams that I've coached or been been around, and just from a, a, a mental toughness standpoint, man, you know, if if you guys don't win, it's going to be a really close ball game. You know what's just crazy? Tough. You you think of the stubborn people like Jamel, Jamont, Vic, and Jason, and Darius. They're the most stubborn. you not you're not gonna you're not gonna outplay them. I mean, you just not. I mean, and then you know the crazy thing about all of this. Imagine the Marcus Johnson has stayed. You talking about stubborn? Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't see. It'd have been tough beating us. Anybody. Even Tommy was stubborn in his own way, but you're talking about that. You and you throw yourself in there. You talking about <laughs> that 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 first seven? You talking about seven strong-willed, opinionated guys? And somehow, Coach Wynn was able to get you guys all on the same page. Yeah, and I, I don't. I look back on it. I don't think we knew much about basketball. We grew into it. Uh, we we just played hard and and we wanted to play. But I think. But once you guys learned it, I think the, the big thing that that was the difference was you guys finally learned to trust him. Because I remember you guys remember we played. We came up here to this tournament at Harrisburg, and. I think Tommy was hurt. So we only had five guys, basically. And, you know, Coach Wynn couldn't coach because that was back when the head coach couldn't coach you. And we kind of figured, you know, that, you know, since I had to resign or I had to be hired, that technically I could coach you guys during the summer. So I'm coaching you. And I forgot who we were playing. And somebody, was, somebody wasn't there because, Tip, you, you were, it was you, Jermont, Vic, 
Jason may not have been there. Somebody wasn't there. Manuel, you were there. Or maybe it was Dare. Somebody wasn't there. And got tired. And you guys was like, hey, let's just run flex. Every time you got tired, we're going to run flex. Because you knew you'd get shots out of it. But you were going to make the other team have to guard you. And then I can remember, you guys remember that green was the, uh, red was the post up. If there was a mismatch, it was a post up. You and Vic and Jermont, Tip, y- y'all was taking turns. We're playing Polk County. You guys are taking turns posting up their little guard. I think it was Polk <laughs> County. Like every whoever whoever the guard was, whoever he was on, y'all would call Red and just kept posting him up. And that was you guys doing that. Once you guys learned, I think once you learned to trust him is when you know, everything fell into place. And, and that's, a, you know, coaches, we talk about players having to trust each other. If you don't trust the coaches, it's going to be a, a tough time. But he said that, and this is like I, I just it made me stop and think uh, how damn headstrong you guys were. All of you, I've had some guys that was you know stubborn and headstrong, but I don't think I ever had like the first seven guys who played were like that. I think, and it's crazy because me and Tamir were just talking about this a couple months ago. I still think. The highest, the highest level we played as a group was that Paducah League. We ran, we didn't lose a game in that league, and we played against good teams. And it was like, I don't even think we ever had a bad game over there. It was just clicking on all levels, like eight players, like including even Greg. Everybody was just yeah. going. We were just going, I, going. I think that summer, not only did we learn to trust the coaches, we learned to trust each other too. We started playing for each other instead of we didn't care who scored, who did anything. We just went out and played. Just rolled the balls out and just played. And had each other's back. And that's what made the difference. That whole year, that whole our junior year, that's what made the difference is, is we played for each other. We understood each other. And that's that's learn, what put us over the yeah. top. Learn how to win. You don't think about it now, but like I said, we won everything we played there. We won Paducah League. We won SIU camp. We won the region. That's what I'm saying. It's like we just... Well, that's how you camp twice. Be the double A school in that's how you camp. Oh, yeah, and no, Alton went to state that year. Yeah, but that's when Tom and Tommy was hurt that summer. They had him playing JV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little massage kept massaging his knee. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> was crazy, man. Great fat. That's hurt. <laughs> man, I don't know if I can play. Seven games in one day. That's, a, that's an awful lot. <laughs> he, he heard his knee dunking on Egyptian a whole bunch of time. Y'all finally got him, oh, yeah, finally got him to do some post moves, and he said he wasn't doing them no more because that's why he got hurt. <laughs> hey, y'all, I don't know if y'all was over there or not because you know y'all the varsity played the rec center. Yeah, you remember that post move, that little move he would do where he'd get the ball and put it between his legs and fake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it. He huh? did. He did that at camp. Uh, Marcus Timmons, Marcus Timmons was coaching him. And I, oh man, before I could say something to him, Marcus lit into him, and it was smooth how he did it. He caught the ball in the post, put it there. They didn't see him put it down between his legs, and he turns around and throws his hand up. The kid jump. He catches the ball and turns the other way and dunk. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that, hey, that, that was his favorite move. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd be on CNN right now if he had done that. <laughs> man, man, oh man, oh man. 
Now, Judge, you came, you know, you was after those guys. And, you know, that you came in after, you know, won the regional in 96, and then kind of a drop off, you know, talent dropped off a little bit. I mean, you know, what, what kind of expectations did you have? Man, I'll say me, I'll say not just myself, but all my teammates. When I was like Maywell and Tremel, I was a knucklehead. I was ineligible when I was a freshman. So when I came back my sophomore year, um, we were young, but I mean, you know, we played hard. Everybody played hard. We didn't want to lose. We didn't like anybody. You know, as far as as playing, we hated everybody. That was really our mentality on the court. We just felt like we could beat anybody, even as sophomores and juniors. And uh, we just wanted to come in and uh, just win a regional, you know. I speak for myself, like, I was always around you guys when you guys were there. Uh, Ian tipping to everybody so I was there around when you guys won the regionals and stuff like won that regional and all that stuff all that stuff you guys did stuck with me and all of us really everybody that played with me was there for all that stuff so even though you know you had a little drop off I mean you still had that Meridian pride like and we gotta win we, we don't wanna lose to Caro or Century Egyptian anybody so for me, I just wanted to come in and you know just win and win regional, win a regional, man. That would have been it's, it. may be sad to say, but man, if I'd have won a regional, man, my high school career probably would have been complete <laughs> because you know you want to you win state, and go farther, and all that stuff. But it's so damn hard to just win a regional, especially and that, that was two A, two class, yeah. Yeah, it was at that time. So if you, if you want a regional, it's like, man, you know, that was big time back then. And, you know, it still is. Any Anytime you can win a regional. No, Jared. Nope. I'm about to correct you on that. You're going to agree when I say this, but this is the difference versus today and now. You had to run a gauntlet back then. It's yeah. one thing to win the regional, but it's another thing to beat the, beat the same team like two or three times in the same season. And then, yeah, you know, Egyptian. Yeah. Y'all played Egyptian, Carroll, Century, all those teams twice. How many times they played Carroll this year? <laughs> None. And then throwing Anna. Anna was in that regional, too. Man, Massac yeah. County was in our regional. Every year, except my senior year. But our regional, yeah, us, Carroll, Century, Massac County, Viana. You know, you got Egyptian and Joppa, but like my sophomore year, who was that Egyptian? Dana Ford. That's what happened. We still won conference that year as sophomores and juniors. Beat Dana Ford. Uh, we beat Egyptian. Uh, but, man, I just wanted to win. If it was conference and, I mean, we, we wanted to win tournaments and everything, but we, we understood what the postseason meant. And we wanted to be the team to start that back up or at least just, you know, we just wanted to win. So for me, that's what I, you know, that's what I wanted. That's what, that's what I wanted. That was my expectations, man. You know, all the individual stuff really didn't matter to me. I knew that was going to come eventually. But it, winning was really more important to me. 
And my, my, my thoughts, you know, first time I saw you guys play as high school players, you know, Tip, I can remember coming, you know, we practiced, you guys practiced when you were the freshmen, you guys practiced early, like the girls would be on one side, you guys would be on the other side. So I can remember being down, you know, for, for our, the varsity practices, watching you practice. And, you know, you, even as a freshman, you didn't talk a whole lot, but you was a leader by how hard you worked. You had a high, obviously you had a high court IQ. You did a lot of those little things. Like, you know, you, you was one of those guys that could have been real selfish, you know, because you play, you know, you start off as a post player. And then Coach Wynn, you know, you and Coach Wynn worked and you became a guard where, you know, there was times when you was out there on the floor with you know, your junior year, you're out there with Vic and Jamel, and we got three point guards out there, basically. Your sophomore year, I, I had you run a point guard for for uh, the JV team, you know, more as a matchup problem, you know, because you could go in and post up. But And you were a mature player. You had a real good understanding early on in the game. Uh, I still remember the first time I saw you walk in the doors into the gym and I hear that rim like what the hell is that and I look down and you know I stick my head in the door and I see this lanky kid throw the ball up catch it reverse duck it I'm like damn like going to coach the man who's the kid out there ducking it's Emmanuel Edwards where'd he come from (laughs) he's been ineligible Oh, I said, this is all we need is another idiot. This is all we need is another idiot. <laughs> I remember you asked me how old I was. You was like, man, why are you following you? I was like, I'm 14. I'm like, what? Hey, just, just do it. Do it all these crazy ducks. And I'm like, oh, man, you're athletic as all get out. But, man, you was just a hard head. You was one of the <laughs> hardest guys. I, Jared, I'm not lying, man. He was one of the no, hardest he's guys. He's not lying. He's not lying. That. That I ever coached, just a knucklehead. Just Shit, I know. Listen, you know, Tip knows how he was, and like you know, they would tease, they would tease. Coach Griff, your daddy, he don't never yell at you. Coach Griff, your daddy, I couldn't yell at him because if I yell at Tip, what would he do if he got yelled at? Quit. Yeah. <laughs> just quit. Got mad. Yeah, he would have got mad. Got mad, you know. We're gonna say nothing. Get this man. I ain't playing no more, man. Uh, so I would just have to cook, uh, man. You don't stop. You feel soft ass. Don't stop. I would. I would be cussing them out of his ear. Everybody else couldn't hear it. But like, man, your your that year you and Tommy played JV was one of the most frustrating years I ever had as a coach. Because I'm me and Coach Win catching all this heat. You know, <laughs> we play a JV game. Tip, am I lying? Every play we ran JV that year was a dunk, wasn't it? Right, damn, yeah, damn yeah, every yeah. play we ran was for a duck. <laughs> they get eight, nine bucks. You remember that first game, the first JV game I ever played in Joplin? Because uh, we had started yeah. off in the tournament. Yep. Started, what yep. tournament was that? Vincennes? Yeah, the that um Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville, yeah. yeah. Lawrenceville. Thanksgiving so tournament, and, yeah. So me and Tramel actually played a little bit in that tournament. We played a little bit in that tournament. Yeah. <laughs> we came back and you were, Coach Quinn was like, I'm going to let I'm gonna let y'all play JV a little bit just to get y'all some minutes, and then you know that way you good. And you letting me play like three quarters. Man, I had dunked about four times, missed about three dunks. And you just like, dude. You was like, man, if you don't stop being a knucklehead, man, you could be decent, man. But you got got to knock it off, man. I was just like, <laughs> I hear you, man, but it ain't that. E-. And that's the thing. 
I, me and Tramel said this, and I even told you this. I cannot believe you guys were like 25 years old, dude. That's that's crazy to say how mature you guys was at that time, dude. Because if I was 25 dealing with somebody like me, I'm like, man, if you don't get the hell out of my gym, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. But here was the thing, though. I could, I could coach you because you was like, I was the same way until my last high school coach straightened me out. Like, if you yelled at me, I was done. Don't don't yell at me. Yeah, you ain't my mom. Mike, you ain't my dad. I think Jamel might chime in on this too. I think another reason, and I think Jared probably speak to this too. I think the reason we respected y'all so much too is because y'all was still so young. Y'all was still playing. So oh, like we step on the floor and bust y'all's ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you were just sitting up there saying like, you should do this, you should do that, and it's just like, man, they ain't just talking. These dudes are good. They still play. And it's just yeah, y'all, y'all wasn't holding me in the post. <laughs> I, I wouldn't think a, a six foot two hundred and fifty pound kid could guard a girl, man. I tell you what, hey, y'all, y'all talk like y'all could though. Uh, so, oh yeah, so, to yeah, yeah, y'all did all that talking. I was just go make sure y'all could let, let y'all know y'all couldn't back it up. But like, but man, I can remember. I mean, your the, your junior year, some for your junior year, man. You 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 was unstoppable that whole summer. Yeah, that that Tolano game broke me though. That ain't gonna even and lie. Yeah, that was, and then, that was the rap for me. I was yeah, I was out. I checked out, man. Yeah, Just you did. You had, you had you had some good game, but you never was that dominant guy that we thought you was gonna be. And then the way we coached too, you know that you know three out, two in offense and everything. So you know, wasn't a whole, you know that was just. And there, but there were some games that you played more than Tommy did because there wasn't no, wasn't no getting Darius out the lineup. There was no, you know, he, he all the, you know, for what he did, you know, he knew he was going to play. But there was times that you would play more than Tommy because just in the nice Tommy just didn't feel like playing. And he was just, ah, you know. But I, that that year you guys played JV, you know, you get 10 or 12 dunks in the game. You lose the varsity game. All right, them boys on JV. I said, if you come in and watch them boys on JV practice, and you'd understand why they ain't playing varsity. So all you got to do, come in and watch them practice. Y'all was great dunking the ball over everybody, but man, y'all was so frustrating. Y'all was so frustrating. I I think at that point, too, looking back as a grown man, I was just content. It was fun playing for you. I'm 15. I remember you. You know what? I'll be fine. That's all I'm like. You, you. Go ahead. You asked Coach Wynn, could you play JV as a junior? We both did. You know, we but, both wanted but, to. But, but no, no, tell the whole story now, Griffin. You go tell the story. <laughs> I just remember story, you uh, you wanted to play because you said you'd get to play more. No, that ain't what happened, Griff. That ain't what happened. Jared, this is what happened, Jared. <laughs> Check this out. Uh-huh. So think about this, Jared. Think about this, Jared. Me and Tramel didn't play JV our junior year. We just played varsity. That was it. So mind you, I ain't in no trouble. I ain't did nothing crazy. Nothing. Yet. Yet. Man, we playing at El Dorado. This is last it's like a third place game. I think it's a game for like third place or whatever. Fifth place. Fifth place. Fifth place. I didn't play the whole entire game. Next thing I know, they clear the bench. They put your brother in. <laughs> I said, um, <laughs> that was against Anna. That was against Anna. What the world's going on? So I didn't even say nothing. So the next thing I know, I just like, 
uh, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. And I heard Griff whispering to Coach Wynn. He was like, damn, you forgot to play Emmanuel. And he came. He was like, hey, bud, my bad, my bad. I was like, I quit, dude. I don't want to play for you no more. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. He was, like, he was like, man, you can't quit. You can't quit. I was like, yes, I can. I quit. <laughs> and um, you was like, well, you could just play for me. I was like, all right, I'll just play JV. And then he, he kind of talked to me after that one and kind of just, you know, but it was just like, uh, but even with that being said, I still take responsibility looking back now as a grown man, because guess what? I do it now in life. That's the thing. All this translated to life. So it's like, I don't leave none to chance now. It's just back then I did. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody or slighting anybody, but it's just like knowing what I know now, I could have played a lot better back then. I could have, if I'd have had the attitude I had my senior year, my sophomore year, I think I'd have been playing varsity all three years. No questions asked. It's just, I was content with just playing the way I was playing. And then, like I said, when I finally made my mind up my junior year before we played, I was just like, okay, this is the year I'm just going to come out. And I think the thing that really messed me up was the same thing I told you that made me fall in love with playing basketball was the park. It was like, dude, you know how crazy it was to go to a game and see like Pud and BJ. And I'm like, oh man, you finna you finna kill Doughboy them tonight, ain't you? I'm like, I probably ain't even play. He's like, what you mean? I was like, I don't play very much. He's like, what? It just, it was just frustrating. It was like you go to the park, they pick me up, wouldn't pick Darius up, wouldn't pick Tommy up, but then I go back to the place of reading. It's the complete opposite, and it's just like, um, like I said, it just got. It got in my head. Like I said, now looking back, I actually have a lot of memories of playing my junior year. I just didn't start. I played, I just didn't start. Yeah. So, well, you and, and Tip was like, it's like we had seven starters. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, we, I think against, you know, we came back in the, in the overtime against Century, Jason and Darius was our post players. And you know you what's know. crazy? I thought about this too, because I actually, I think me and Tramel watched the game in college. I didn't even realize, like, after that regional, the game against her, and I pretty much played the whole second half. Yeah, because like Tommy couldn't handle how, they, how, yeah, he, how physical yeah, they were. No, I think he blew his wide. I mean, he he played a lot that that um, in the regionals, and I think he was just – I think all I think all them seniors was just done. I mean, he only really played, like, six people the whole regional. Seven. Yeah, I played. I played a lot too. I played the the the, the sectional game. Yeah. I played a lot. The regional game, the championship game, I played a lot. I played yeah. a lot, but I think I didn't push it to the max because I always felt like I got another year. I got another chance, and I always liked playing with E. I felt like we knew each other's game, so I always felt like ah, we get a chance. You know, we we'll we'll do it our senior year, and then when that came, it just it didn't work out the way I thought it would be. But I think that was part of it. Like he said, it was just like. We just took it for granted. We just felt like, oh, we still got some more time. We just playing around. Let's just let them shine. You know, we'll contribute. But when when our time comes, that's when we'll step up, and, and it'll just be all ours. <laughs> it didn't yeah. work out that way. Uh, to this day, though, you and him are still the best high-low post combination I, I've ever coached. If a team zoned us and, hey, high-low, it was, it was a good basket. It was two points. There was no stopping it. I can't explain how how – Y'all had that knack of, and it didn't matter who was in the high post. You just knew exactly where to, you know, now I have to teach, you know, after you guys, I had to teach where the ball needed to be in a high-low pass. 
Y'all just I mean, knew. Me and him, yeah, we've been playing together forever, though. I mean, we. But y'all was doing it as freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all doing it as I mean, freshmen. <laughs> I mean, just like you said, when I mean, like with him, just playing basketball, like two people I play with, like him and Doug. I don't know what it is, but just playing with them, it ain't even like a. I could just cut back door the ball gonna be there or if they throw a lob I already know it's gonna be right where I'm gonna jump to it's like I don't even have to like reach back nothing it just some people just like you said got the little chemistry man but yeah it's crazy when you don't have to talk to somebody you already know what they gonna do they know what you are gonna do it just it just made it easier I think if we would have yeah. been able to play more like that as freshmen I think we just kind of play with the system and we just yeah. felt like that was going to allow us to play. But I think we had a lot more talents that we didn't get to show. Yeah, it wasn't that we weren't allowed to show them. Or myself, I can't, I can't speak for him. Because I think he did have to play in a little bit more. But I think we just kind of didn't leave it all out there. And that was one of the yeah, things too, that we talked I think, about. I think, the, I think not playing that eighth grade year kind of hurt too. I think that that's something I look back on too. Because if I'd had a full season... It's just what I said. Everything coming to play now, man. Having your grades together, man. Playing organized ball, not just playing in the park. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do all that. You, the more you play, the better you're gonna be. I mean, you're gonna get used to referees making calls, all that stuff. It's just you just gotta play, man. You gotta play organized basketball. So, unfortunately, like Jared said, man, we was in. My mom called it the popular list, an ineligible list. <laughs> yeah, that's a popular list. Man. Yeah, man. That's a good name for it. Yeah. Now, Jared, I don't remember. Now, I remember you being at the camps, you know, little dude, and I can remember, you know, a couple of times having you in class. I can remember back. I can remember. <laughs> Jared, would you, would you pass these papers out for me? Just grinning, just cheesing. You know, yeah. hand the papers out to everybody in class. But I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw you your sophomore year at the holiday tournament. I know your junior senior year that I saw every game y'all played up there. Man, man, your senior year you put on a show just like you was just a. You talk about guys that had time earlier. You playing now? Yeah, they talk about you being a one and done. You know, just <laughs> size, yeah. athletic ability, the feel you have for the game. Just you know, you. I was thinking, damn, why? It sounds bad, but how come he couldn't have been Frank's age? <laughs> well, I could have coached him. We could have had him. But just, I mean, you know, just remembering you as a little kid and then watching you in high school, you know, just was like, damn, just crazy. But that was a perfect storm for him, though, man, because like he said, he I know for a fact he grew up around basketball his whole life, and then him being right there where that park is at, he's seeing all these dudes play every day. And then... He hit that growth spurt. I was like, it's a wrap. I mean, he already had the handle and stuff. And next thing you know, he just started shooting up. And then he just, the good thing he had too, he always, one, he had us in his ear. And two, he listened. It ain't like we were just talking to him. He was one thing going one ear and out the other. He was actually listening to that stuff. So, and man. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. That probably listening too well because I can remember. <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I want to say it's a semifinal. So how they tournament? Now, you know, I got a crazy memory when it comes to basketball. I'm sitting with E, Frank, and Orlandis. <laughs> and we're sitting right across from the tunnel. And I'm pretty sure it was a semifinal game. We're sitting right across from the tunnel in the bleachers. Hey, y'all come out of halftime. And you and Judah and Marcus 
Now, RJ, come up in the bleachers, and Frank and Emmanuel and Orlandis is telling y'all what y'all need to do, and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> just looking, I was like, what in the hell? And then when y'all, you know, went back down the court, I was like, man, y'all know ain't no way. And Frank was like, no, nah, Coach Griffin, the coach don't talk to them like that in the locker room. Coach Wynn did so. We we got a coach exactly. You got to remember who they was coach was, man. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I was like, things have changed. I said, because if y'all looked up in the bleachers <laughs> during like that, it was, you know, there was gonna be some we, words said. We didn't have to though. We had actually, yeah, we had good coaches though. But the thing, going back to that moment, what did all of us say in that stand? Do not let Judah bring that ball. Don't let him. Don't let him. Don't get get the ball out of his hand. Don't let him. Don't let him. Sure as crap. I'm thinking we about to celebrate these boys winning a dog on El Dorado tournament. What happened next? Oh yeah, that was that was uh <laughs> that was on dude. That was I ain't gonna say his name, but that was on the coach, man. Uh he kept, he wanted me to take the ball out and get it back, but I'm like, man, you was there. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no man, I was I was proud of that dude. He showed up, and and the thing that people, and that's the thing that killed me about people with selective memory. When we started talking about how good players was and who did this, who did that, this man got MVP of the Elder Raider tournament and they ain't even win. Right now he ain't the only how good one. You got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> we lost by my team lost by twenty. So, uh, you know, somebody had to be showing out for that. No, <laughs> no, you put on a show up there. You you put on a show. But it was something else I remember that year in the tournament. And just, you know, talking about growth. I remember we're sitting, I think it's a championship game, maybe. We're sitting there and you telling me your 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 National Guard unit just been activated and you had to go overseas. And that they was working with Blackburn to try to, you know, delay it so you could graduate. And I remember looking at you and was like, Negro, if you'd have told me, see, this would have been December of 03, if you told me seven years ago that we would have any kind of conversation about you graduating college with a bachelor's degree, I'd have told you you out of your damn mind. <laughs> like, it was a struggle to keep you, it was a struggle to keep you eligible. And now he's sitting there having a conversation about you graduating college. And now he's going to get his master's. Jared, when, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. You know, I knew Tip. I Tip. I knew you was up there, but I didn't know Emmanuel's on the team at, at Blackburn until Drew and Doug. <laughs> but Drew and Doug. Drew and Doug told me. It's talking about like we, the, you know, they finished open gym and we're still shooting around. The high school guys, the football players have gone to the weight room or whatever. They was talking about lifting weights and stuff, and they was talking about man, Emmanuel. You know how hard he works in the weight room and. You know, the strongest guy on the team. I was like, Emmanuel. Emmanuel who? And Doug was like, Emmanuel that played for you. I was like, Emmanuel Edwards? I said, where y'all see him in the weight room at? And Doug or Drew was like, oh, he plays with us. I said, Emmanuel Edwards that played for Meridian. He's playing at Blackburn. And he's like, yeah. I said, did he get a jump shot? Because I also remember telling you, you know, just, you know, I, here's my thing. And I done told you guys this before. I don't lie to kids about what they can do in college. Doesn't matter how close I am to him, or if I don't know him, you know, I was close to UE as I was anybody ever coached. And I told you, hey, you're a six-two post player. You don't have the skills to play in college. And they told me that, and I'm like, how did he grow? And I always say, you know, he's jumping this and that. And 
Drew was like, man, he's the hardest worker on the team. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are we talking about Emmanuel Edwards? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's team captain. And, man, you see how big he is now. Blah, blah, blah. In the weight room. And I was like, man, he wouldn't go in the weight room to look for somebody. You know, we say, <laughs> Emmanuel, hey, Emmanuel, go tell Go tell Darius to come here. Chip, go get Darius. <laughs> I never forget the one time we lift weights, dude. I think it was yeah, it was that same year. My year sophomore you're going into my sophomore year at the summer. And Coach Wynn was like, he gave us these little programs and he had us like yep. power cleaning and all this other stuff. Yep. Me and Tommy. Same stuff we did at SIU. Yep. It was like a morning. We worked out. Yep. We was done for the day. And, uh, <laughs> me, and, me and Tommy, you know, we both lived in the same project or whatever. Man, we sitting outside in front of my Angie house. He's like, hey, man, are you sore? I was like, yeah, man. Like, that is y'all going to try to kill us, man. I said, all right, cool. Only thing Tommy did from there on out for the rest of the high school career, he curled. That was it. He just yeah, he did. sure did. Tommy could not bench. Tommy couldn't bench press the bar. <laughs> no, he just curled, man. He just curled. But you know what's crazy? Going back to the Blackburn thing, the only thing that happened is I thought about what happened in high school, and I just bought in. I mean, the dude just told me he's like, "Hey, the athlete of the team, I just need you to guard the other team. Probably, you know, best player, second best player, and." That was it, man. I remember when we first went up there. First game I played in, he, you know, I came off the bench, got a couple, you know, minutes or whatever, played pretty decent. And then, um, remember what was that dude name that was about six five, kind of heavy? His name Shep. Yeah, Tom Shepard. I think his name was. Yes, Shep. Yep. Justin. His name was Justin. Justin Shepard. And Griff, you ain't gonna believe me when I tell you this, but this is the thing. Guess what I noticed about him? He didn't play hard. So every time he put me in the game, I just ran the floor. I just played hard. I just rebound. Next thing you know, slowly but surely, he started playing me more. Next thing you know, he started me. First game he started me, I got a double-double at halftime. That dude ended up quitting. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I made him quit. It was just, but that was me learning from my mistake of saying, you know what? I ain't leaving it to chance no more, man. I just got to go out here and play, dude. Hey, then you know what then Lord... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't want me to say it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to say it, little brother. Steroids. Steroids have a big part of that, Griffin. Steroids had a big part. I mean, go some ahead. of it, too. No, but some of it is just <laughs> going to the military and actually uh, getting your grown man body. I mean, that yeah. was another thing, too. I mean... Had I lifted like that in high school, that would have been a big difference. I mean, we got introduced to it our sophomore year. By the time I was a senior, I mean, if I'm what I am at Blackburn, it's, you know, talking about a different basketball player. But it wasn't even the strength. It was more the discipline. And it's like I knew what I could do and what I couldn't do. And it was basically uh, for everything that, uh, what was our coach our senior year from then? I doubt it. Doughty. So one thing that was, <laughs> so I will say this. I mean, I, I yeah, I forgot we ain't supposed to be saying names. I say my coach, my senior year, my senior coach, pretty much came to came the same conclusion that you did, Griff, when he first met me and we played, and he was like, uh, 
the shot kind of flat. So we want, he said, season unstarted. I ain't got time to adjust it. You just need to start shooting off the backboard. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, just start shooting backboard shots. He said, don't start far on the floor. Just start going from side to side. He said, instead of doing mic and drills, just shoot off the backboard the same way. And I just slowly started doing that. Next thing I know, it just worked. So I never shot away from it. So that's what I did until to today even. I mean, if I play up here in Springfield, first thing somebody gonna say, don't let him shoot backboard shots because he ain't gonna miss. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, he ain't gonna and, pass either. <laughs> oh, no. In the summertime, I ain't passing. He was a ball. <laughs> Damn. Summertime, I ain't passing. Nope. But no. I think we saw y'all at, at uh, I don't know Jared for you, but I know Vic, I know it was Vic and Emmanuel. I don't know who else is with y'all. At Goreville, a three-on-three turn. Oh, Jerry played. He played. It was me, uh, Frank. It was me, Jerry. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I saw y'all. You were still playing. Yeah, me and Ricky. Game. Yeah, we could have no, we won, but your boy Vic went crazy that game. Hey, we was one and done, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vic was ready to fight somebody up there. Always. Always. <laughs> I mean, your cousin yeah. stayed into it. That's something. <laughs> Them old Hollywood hoes. <laughs> Rip Hamilton. Oh, man. Now, uh, you know, you guys talked about it a little bit. But, you know, let's go a little more, you know, into your high school, you know, the high school experience. Emmanuel, you and you Tip was on the first team to win a regional since 1980. You're also the first team to beat Carroll in the postseason. Since 1980, so you know, what what was that like? What was you know you talked about you know what it was like playing for Coach Wynn, some of the ups and downs of you know that year, but you know, what was what was that experience like winning the regional? You know that Carroll game was crazy. Uh, you know we got to tell the story. What was about three seconds left? And Tommy no, gets fouled. Oh, you talking about the foul? Yeah. <laughs> Tommy oh, gets fouled. On a rebound, and it's a it was one and one, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah one and one. Yeah, yeah. And they called a timeout. You know, comes to the bench, and Coach wins going through the scenario like any coach does. He makes a free throw. We're gonna do this and this and this and this. And I'm you know, I'm on crutches because I had surgery. I'm on crutches in the back of the huddle, and that huddle breaks. And I'm glad Coach Win didn't hear it, but I heard him. Man, y'all better get ready to rebound because I'm sure I'm gonna miss a free throw. <laughs> He's, he's suffering to miss both of these. He's suffering to miss both of these. Oh, yeah, he got fouled. Yeah, he got fouled shooting on the on the rebound attempt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's hey, y'all better get ready to rebound because I'm about to miss both these free throws. <laughs> and he missed both those free throws. It was crazy, man. I just, but, I think, I think I, myself, it was a roller coaster. It was a bunch of ups and downs. Um, we went from not being very good, not having very good players on the team. In the system, I think our players, the younger players were, were good, had the potential to be better. And then we just kept getting better, kept hanging around each other. And, um, so it was definitely some growth. It was it was strange though, it was fun though. It was, it was fun. I thought we had a lot of competition. I think Century was good for a lot of years. Carroll was good. When they had Tyrone before the last couple years, they were good. Um, even Egyptian and all them had some decent players. So 
I think it was a lot of talent in the area. Um, and it was it was a fun time, but it was it was a, it, I think that was probably the most the most time in my life where I, I I went from being sure of myself to being unsure from month to month, week to week, game to game. Same thing, man. It was just yeah. all over the place. It was just it was it was for me, man. It was like it was. It's got its highs and it's got its lows, but it's got way more highs than it got lows. I mean, it's just, it was a culture change. I mean, literally went from, like you said, that era of just getting beat all the time by Carroll. And then, like, as soon as Tyrone left, we basically beating them by, like, 30. And um, then they got back good that very next year and um, started getting tougher to beat them. And, um... Just everything from going to not just showing up the games, but showing up the games like wearing like windbreaker outfits, um, going to Vincent's, going to SIU camp, which is that was a big deal for like, like I said, man, kids in the projects getting to get away from the house for like three or four days and go hang around college players and you know stay in dorms and kind of get that experience. So yeah, I think you guys too got kind of. I won't say special treatment, but like, you know, Coach Heron was still there at SIU. So, you know, of course, of course, we knew them, knew him and uh, the players. We knew, you know, we still knew a lot of those players. So they, you know, they probably spent, you know, I won't say more time, but they, they spent, they, they just spent more time and, you know, clowned and everything with you guys than they would have some of the other teams up there because, the, you know, they play for, you know, for, for Matt and Griff or, you know, whatever. So, you know, that 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 was kind of helpful. I know when we took the guys to camp, um, to USI's camp at Evansville camp, when me and Jared's coach were never ready, you know, because I knew the coaches, you know, they would give our guys a little bit more attention than uh, they would the other teams from out of state just because they knew us. But also, I think that was kind of, you know, I think you got to give a head coach three years to determine how effective they are how they're going to be because you got to have all your players in the system you know all your players in, in the program and you know that your your you guys' junior year was you know your third year playing for coach Warren, his third year there and everybody knew what everybody knew the expectations uh tip you remember you got moved up your freshman year to jv early yeah because uh played sesser and like 14 guys missed practice total so the JV team got bumped up to varsity and then the guys who wasn't playing a whole lot of JV was starting uh, who had to start JV and then you started JV I think you played about the whole game yeah yeah, and, yeah. and then you know that your, your sophomore year guys still being suspended for silly stuff remember coach Wynn had that rule if you got a detention you suspended a game because you'd have to miss a practice because detention was after school and you know that that senior year I think uh, Mr. Edwards was the only one on the team that had a game out for suspension come on man get off Mr. Edwards man <laughs> I mean on, you, you know we, we ain't gonna mention why that, that can that, hold, that up, can, hold up hold up hold up Griff you thinking about when I was a sophomore uh, that's the one you thinking about uh you that was my sophomore oh, you're right, year. You're right. You're right. That was your sophomore year. 
Because yeah, I remember yeah, no. um, that's when all yeah, the stuff did. happened with with uh, the kids having to go to Carroll because they got kicked off the team. Because he that was right before the Lawrenceville tournament because he came to my house. Nah, but then you get kicked. Then then you had to sell the game your senior your junior year. Yeah, I, I got flat out suspended. That's when I was. Yeah, I was. I got <laughs> against Redbud. Uh, yeah, I we played. played I started. I, no, I started against Redbud. That was your I sophomore said, year. No, my junior, your junior year. Your junior year. Redbud because that Ren no, Lowe, your junior. Tommy got Tommy got that concussion. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because he got poked in the eye and got a concussion. Shout out. I sat out my sophomore year, the very first game of the season, up at that Lawrenceville tournament because I got suspended for going to that bathroom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I thought you sat out a game your junior year. I did. I sat out a game my junior year because I just got suspended from school. Okay. He was yeah. Like, yeah. I sat out. Matter of fact, I sat out the second time we played Century because uh, Marcus, I think Marcus played almost half that game. Marcus five. That's the game he, he knocked the dude out with the, the back pick. The game Caleb Swansea dunked on him. <laughs> Let a dude with no vertical dunk on you. But but you get but the but you know the one thing I look back on that. Then as you know the trust in the coach, y'all realize Coach Wynn wasn't playing and he wasn't going back down and you know I tried to go to bat with you guys on some stuff. And it's like, no, Griff, you know we we got it. We got a minute. We got to send a message. We got to send a message, big guy. We. No, you know they 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 know the rules and no 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 can't do it. Can't we just sit him out this game because we really gonna need him this game? He's still gonna be suspended. Nope, he's got to you know. And you know what? Y'all realize Tremel remember this too. I don't know if you was there, Griff, but this is the thing, and that's why I would never be mad at that dude because he did his coaching thing and he was actually trying to you know give me the confidence to do what I need to do. I just didn't do it. You remember that same that same day he gave that speech about Curtis was going home, Tremel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know I'm going with this, don't you? Oh yeah. Dude, Jared, so we sitting in here, right? This is mind you, the same story Griff telling you where I'm a freshman and me and this dude just fall out. And then like the summer, he just finally decided to let me come play because I was playing good the whole summer with um Brian Lowe and all them. So we get in there, I'm still on my best behavior because he let me play again. So man, we sitting down there, all this stupid stuff is happening. We not playing, uh, they not playing very good. And um, next thing you know, like I said, I'm 15, so I ain't really, you know, studying nothing else. And he just sitting up here talking about like, man, if you, you know, some of you guys in here got all the talent in the world, if you figure it out, you know, this, that, this, that. And he was just like, uh, if Tommy decides to take it serious, you might be watching him on TV one day. He said, but the person with the most potential in here is Emmanuel Levels. If he figures it yep. out, this is the one. He said he's the one that can do whatever. Wondering out the other, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering out the other. Yep. Said that all the time, though. We always said that. And it's so crazy because, and Jared, Jared will, you know, co-sign on this. The thing that me and Tramiel what actually helped us play so much I don't know what it is, and I figured it out. I just took it for granted. Like, okay, Griffith's showing me this footwork. Tremel know how to do it. I know how to do it. No big deal. Then when you go to college and see how many people don't know how to run plays, how many people don't know how to do basic, like, footwork, what? it's just like, 
I literally just grasped it. I don't know what it was. I mean, I couldn't stay focused on schoolwork. I couldn't stay focused on nothing else. But like all that footwork Griff showed me, it never left. I still got it to this day. Gave it, gave it, gave it to Jared. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah man. But it's just, it was just that buy-in, you know, that you know everything. You guys knew the system, and I mean, you guys, everybody knew you guys. I mean, you you may not have liked your roles, but you accepted them because you understood this was the best for the team. And you, there was just times you guys like. You know how strong-willed you are when you guys like that century game, the Carroll game. You guys decided you weren't gonna lose. It was just kind of like sit back and get out of the way because y'all let y'all go to work because y'all got your mindset. Hey, we gonna go out. And a lot of times it's just to prove us wrong. I know that. Yeah, that was yeah. just to prove us wrong. But man, that that was the classic really? example. You know, they 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 was all on coach man. You know, you know the I don't know how many times I heard people people come and try to tell me he's racist. You know, we had. Three white guys who played, but he was racist. Was there who who, who was going to play ahead of Jason Smalling? You know what, man? I'm I'm just going. I don't. I, I could be wrong for saying this, but I I tell people all the time. That's probably one. That's probably one of the most underrated players in the history of Meridian, man. Hey, if Jason if Jason doesn't mess his knee up between his sophomore and junior year, oh buddy, we may have won state. There's two people in my high school career that I did not like guarding because I was like, this. But just, hey, just, 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 just save that. Just save it because that's going to be a question for later. Just save it. Just hang on to that one. My goodness. Well, well back <laughs> but, to your. So before we move on, I just want to touch base on your, your the, all those headstrong players you had that that almost cost us that century game in the regionals. You know that, right? Yeah. Because somebody yeah. the day before decided it'd be a good idea to go down here and watch century play. So I was century. I forgot who they was playing. It's like so we could see them play, so we know who we playing the winner of that game. Anna, so me, Darius, me, Darius, Jamont, and Tommy, and Vic decided to go down there and watch this game. We all load up in whatever car and go down there, man. Watch the game. Darius, like, man, let's go to Cutmore and get something to eat. I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. So Jamont drive us to the Cutmore. Man, we get out that car and go inside. When we got out that car, it was like two cars outside. Man, we came back outside. It was about 30 cars out there. They must have called them in. They must have called them in. Man, next thing I know, Miss Mallory daughter out there saying, y'all cheated, y'all cheated, y'all know y'all lost. Darius is out there acting a fool. We ain't losing one of y'all gym. Oh, man. Jamal, I can like, see him man, dancing get, too. He's like, man, get in the car, dude. Like, yeah, dude, get in the car, man. He's about to, man, he's about to tear us up, dude. I can see him dancing too. <laughs> he's doing he's do that little Antoine Walker shit. Yeah, I caught, I caught the 40 outs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time. Yeah. I remember that time I dumped on that little dude from Egyptian. And he shit me from half court. Dude, when I stood up, like the person that helped me up was Derek. When I looked up, he was just dancing. I'm like, what you doing? He he danced all the way from half court. And Coach went, Derek, Derek, cut it out. Cut it out. That was was a nasty duck, though. He jumped over that dude's head. That was a nasty duck. Oh, man. Hey, I remember the first time we played. The first time we played Carroll that year, Vic and Delbert started trade baskets. They was talking. 
And Vic hit about three threes in a row in the last one. He he busted out the six shooters on, on Delvin. <laughs> and he, you know, Vic backpedaled up court cheeser and he didn't holster him. Victor! Victor! <laughs> turn it out! Crazy. Turn it out! Just play the game, Victor! Just, Matt, come Matt, this it's is like personal. He's good. Let us play like that, man. It's I was like, like Matt. Like that, I, I said, hey, this is personal. He's all right. This is personal. No, Griff. No, no. He's just got to play. He's just got to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, he's all right, man. He's all right. <laughs> but that, that was, yeah, it was fun. Those was fun. Now, Jared, your, your experience, you were, you, you was in high school on, man, one of the best runs of talent. The Deep South has had, you know, from you, Marcus, Judah, TJ, and then the guys, you know, Carroll had, you know, that that run of talent from 02 to 04. You had Dana at it, Egyptian, just uh, had the guys at, you know, Rogers and uh, Petty at Massac. The the South was. Ray from Century. Tab. Yeah, I forgot about Ray and Tab. Man, yeah, just a loaded. Loaded time for basketball. You know, what, I didn't what have to. Was, when I came over Blackburn. I didn't have to go nowhere to play. I used to go. I went to open gym one day with them dudes. I'm sitting up here shaking my head like, man, it's a good thing they not 19 or 20. I wouldn't be able to play with these dudes. These dudes. Hey, that was. I tell you, that gym was packed with nothing but talent, and they all like 15. They like 15 to 16, and they look like a JUCO. Like a well, really? out there. well, them games was must see TV. I remember me and some of my guys from up here uh, went to watch. It was your senior year, and we went to Carroll to watch the Meridian Carroll game. And we got there about four fifteen, and stood in line for about an hour. And the fire marshal steps out. You know, fire marshal. You know, they pull up and they go inside. And you know, people is you know, you know, we're in Carroll, so they acting fool. Why they get to go in? Why they get to go in? And they step out and say, you know, we are sorry to inform you that the gym has reached capacity. No one else is going to be allowed in. So we had to turn around and come back home. Oh, we had all yeah. kind of games like that in my last two years. Cool. That, that was must-see must see TV back then. You know, what, you know, what, what was it like playing, That's what I was you know, and, and, and that atmosphere? You know, that, you know, I can, I can just remember being, you know, how, how the atmosphere was how they turned for that championship game and y'all played West Franklin and you guys had you I, I hadn't seen a team that had that uh, rock star aura about them since the Carroll teams with Anthony Webster and those guys when they were playing there and they're signing autographs and everybody you know got the little boys lined up around the court watching them warm up and everything that you guys are the first team I had seen since then that had that effect on that tournament, you know, with the little kids wanting, you know, watching you guys play and everybody wanting to see Meridian. And what, yeah. what was it? What was the home games like then? Man, it was crazy, man. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like for me, uh, I don't know, man. It was you know, I never really got the. Uh, not to say I'm, you know, anything special or nothing, but like he probably knows this about me. It, it just didn't that type of stuff. I really didn't have the butterflies and stuff like you would think playing in front of all those people. We we was used to it, really, because uh, our games were sold out every time against Century for two years. Uh, every time we played Charleston, it was sold out. Every time we played Carroll, it was sold out. 
you know, playing at El Dorado, it was pretty much sold out. Uh, you go to the Vienna tournament games, you know, sold out. So you get used to playing in front of that stuff. For me, I was used to it, but man, it was fun, man. Like we would, like the Carol games you're talking about or Century or Carol and Century, I'll just say them too. When we was getting out of school, people, cars were already lined up. You know what I'm saying? So literally, we getting out of school, going home in the cars, people would already be lined up to get in the game. And and I knew it was special then, but now, you know, you're thinking about it, talking about it now, man, it's just man. It's everything you 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 would think it would be. Uh it, you know, just, great, just cut in real quick. It's bad the kids now don't get to play in that type of atmosphere. Nah, we we, we, we go we for had, eight years and it wasn't like that. We had good crowds when uh you know, we won, especially you know, that uh Tiffany's junior year, we had really we had good, good crowds. We had a good following. We were winning. Um, I can remember going to Meridian my sophomore, freshman, and junior years, and their, their side was packed. And, you know, Carrie Mills, we, we traveled well. So, the, you know, the gym was big. Tip, uh, your dad's senior year, there wasn't a seat in the house when Carrie Mills went down there and played. And we won. Our sixth man hit hit two free throws with no time left on the clock, and we didn't think we was gonna be able to get out the damn gym, <laughs> you know, just because you know they called a foul, the horn is sounded, they called the foul, he goes to the free throw line, his two free throws, and I think the final score was like 57, 56, something like that. Um, I can remember high school games with Carrier Mills. If you got there after halftime, you were standing up. And I, I mean, halftime of the JV game, you weren't sitting down. And now kids don't get to experience that. You know, even, you know, even when y'all played the holiday tournament, y'all played in front of good, even your senior year when y'all played McLeansville that first round game. There was a nice crowd there. That the year before, we played for fifth place and then the third place game, a championship game. It was, uh, I think, Harrisburg and Massac played for the championship that year. And it was almost a sellout. Now people talk about how big the crowds are, but it wasn't nothing like it was back then. But I know, Jared, I've seen some of them clips from when you played. Man, that gym was packed. Everybody wanted to come see y'all play because they didn't want to miss the show. Oh, that's, nah, the most exciting, that's the most exciting thing comes to Meridian, as far as just watching, just highlights. You just, you just don't have a team with, like, five dudes on there that get just dunked. That's, you don't see that no more, man. I don't even know if a team down there got one player that can even dunk, man. That's crazy. Five. We ain't talking about just dunking. We talking about highlight reel. Like, what... Didn't uh, TJ do a three miss a three sixty or something like that? Or I remember his own TV, his own sports he, extra. He, he missed one. I was on, against West Frankfurt. Yeah, he missed it. They put a miss. Even dunk for Marcus to actually to windmill in the game, that's crazy. Ooh, but you know, yeah. people don't know. Yeah, might not remember. Marcus did that almost every game. Yeah, like I literally dunked against Charles and the number one team in the state seven times in one game. I remember y'all throwing it off the backboard in the fourth quarter in the championship game of the holiday tournament. Man, we probably the game was probably tied up. No, y'all was down. <laughs> yeah, we y'all was down, down three. It was even worse. <laughs> down three. Down three. I don't remember if it was you or, or, or Marcus that got the dunk. Marcus, and y'all was celebrating. Didn't get back on defense. They kicked it up the floor. And um, I can't think of the dude's name. Weeks. It wasn't Weeks. It was the other dude. Patton. Patton, it's a three. 
So y'all go from <laughs> y'all go from being down one, the crowd going crazy, the momentum's on your side, to the crowd and the crowd is shifted because he come down to nail the three and y'all down four. Yeah. But that was, I mean, you got. I remember I was I was still working the prison, and when y'all played in the regionals at Gowden County, I, I watched y'all y'all beat Carrie Mills the first game. And then y'all lost El Dorado second game. I don't know if you remember. I waited for y'all to come out, and I told you, man, you know, proud of you. You know, if you need any help, you know, recruiting or anything, let me know. I gave Frank my numbers. Hey, just let me know. I gave your brother my number. Do what yeah, I can I to help you out. You I, I talked to you, yeah. But you know, I, I remember going to that game, rushing home, changing clothes, and, and going to work to sleep all night. But you know, I, I made sure I followed y'all. I made sure I kept up with y'all. Oh, yeah. I remember we played a game against Carroll my junior year at home and we were the crowd was so hyped, so loud we couldn't hear each other talking on the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. The, oh, hell no, you can't. Yeah. Hey, your first year, your freshman year, that JV game, Carroll beat us 91-87. And remember that for whatever reason, then JV games were still 32 minutes, but we only played 28 minutes. We only played seven-minute quarters. And they beat us 91 to 87. I sweat through my shirt. <laughs> the gym was so loud. And it was just back and forth. And I was like, man, I told, I remember walking after the game. And I told Matt, I said, I need a minute. And I was like, I've never been anything like this before. And Do you remember killed. that very next year? That's the loudest I've ever heard Ooh, yeah. in my life. Jared, we playing them. And we just going back and forth the whole game. It's a JV game, and you know when like the, the varsity getting ready to play, the gym is packed because they they just there early. They got to be there early. Man, we going back and forth, back and forth. It's like ten seconds left. I think Kirby stole that ball, and I knew the clock was about to run out, so I just took off. Man, when I was in the air, I could just hear that silence, like you know, and people just talking like ooh, and I just heard it. By the time I came down that rim pop, man, it was truly already standing right there to like, <laughs> man, that gym was loud, dude. I was like, oh, yeah. loud up in here, man. And people, people, you know, that don't know, talk about Pinkneyville DuCoin, West Frankfurt, Harrisburg, El Dorado, you know, who, whoever is a rival. And uh, Carbondale, Murfreesboro. No, y'all, you need to go nah. see Carol. No, Meridian, it's not even man. close. It's Carol Meridian. It's no. not even close. You need to go see a Carol Meridian game to understand what a, what a basketball rivalry is. I said, there ain't nothing. Like, you know, I told, I tell people up here. I said, the two state championship games I coached in, and you're, you know, you're talking about a, 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 an actual arena. The atmosphere didn't compare to, you know, the Carol Meridian games. Uh, even even the, the the two the two we coached against them, the first one, you know we 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 pulled out early, but still the the atmosphere was just crazy. You don't you don't you don't beat that. The energy's gonna come. You can't predict like even if it's a bad Carroll or a bad Marine team, they still gonna show up and play. Both both teams could be winless, yep. and it's you, gonna you, have a a, a a national championship atmosphere. You talking about the game they had to stop at halftime? No, I forgot, oh, about I that. forgot about that game. I forgot all about that. Yeah, to shut that one down at halftime. And people, and you know, and, and they didn't let y'all play at camp that summer because they thought the players got into a fight. Nah, yeah, it wasn't us. No, there's them two two big women up in the bleachers. <laughs> that was big. That was, that was a big, big guy genie. throwing people around. 
Yeah. That shit was fun, man. It was all beyond, but intense, though. I, I, I can't remember playing in a game that had the intensity. Oh, no. It's like you run up and down the court two, three times. You feel like the, you've been playing for the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> See, what, what, what we had to do when we played them uh, in the sectionals that year, uh, they had, this, they had the three-point shootout first, and me and Jared and Vic was talking. And, you know, I think they all was talking about how hyped up they were. And I was like, we can't, we can't play hype. We we can't play on emotion. We can't, we can't do that. And trying to, you know, trying to figure out a way to get them guys ready to play without getting them, you know, hyped up. I just remember asking them, what was Carol had? Do we want? Yeah. And they was like, what do you mean? I said, what do they have that we want basketball wise? What what do they have that we want? And nothing. I said, so why are they our rival? You know, your rival has somebody who has something you want. They ain't been to state since whenever. And, you know, Meridian's been more successful, so why are they our rival? Is, is, is Century our rival? Is Dongola our rival? You know, they're just as close. You know, they're close. Your rival has something you want. So, we, you know, that game wasn't no emotion. But when y'all played, man, it was emotion. You couldn't take, you couldn't take the emotion out of it because y'all got a law. Yeah. And I think that was the difference. There wasn't no, the, you know... Y'all could go at each other on the court and then hug when the game was over. Oh, I still hug the majority of them dudes. I see them to this day. I don't give them a, don't give know, them a hand. What, and we hug. You know, you know then you didn't need police, you know, you know, escorting you, no. uh, you know, d- down the hands, handshake line. You know, it was a different, you know, that, the emotion was real then. It wasn't, you had to worry about anything popping off among the players at least. So you, there was no, there was no way possible me or Coach Wayne could have took the emotion out of them yet. It was, it was impossible. Because it, it was personal on a basketball level. It wasn't personal on a, a you know, whatever level it is now. It, it's personal on a basketball level because if you lost, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of shit talk to you. Well, then we yeah, played against them in the summertime. They, we yep, we went to Carroll and played. They... Oh, yeah. I mean, they were coming to open gym. You know, Tyrone and them guys coming to open gym and, went, you know, wasn't worried about anything happening or anything like that. You know, there's mutual respect. Yeah, same way when I was there. We wasn't, wasn't no problems. They had a, a, one or two people who didn't like, nobody liked. Everybody else was cool. Uh, one thing, you know, speaking about you guys' careers, we're going to jump up to uh, college level. You guys all played with or played for guys that I was real familiar with. Uh, Tip, you and E played with you know, Doug Sumner and Drew Logan, Todd Stevens and Luka Jedovich. We used to call him, I ain't going to say what we used to call him, Jedovich, but it rhymed with Jedovich. Uh, <laughs> y'all played with them at, at Blackburn. And Jared, you played for uh, Tim Wills. At Rim Lake, he's a grad assistant at SIU. Got there, I got to know really well. Have a lot of respect for. What What was your experiences like playing with and for those guys? My My experiences, they were some of the better guys that I've ever met. They were uh, basketball wise. You You could tell that uh, they knew the game. Uh, they played hard, but they were good dudes. My experience was just positive. They were good dudes. Um, I know me and Doug 
we used to play a lot of one-on-ones. A lot of we used to push each other our freshman year. Uh, just a cool dude, good dude, and and, he, and they could hoop. He's got his son looks just like him. <laughs> looks just like him. But Doug was one of those guys too, like uh, you know how you guys were brought up playing. We used to play at Stoneford on Sundays. His dad would play. He, you know, Doug played with me from the time he's a fifth grader on up. In his freshman year, he told me, uh, who's y'all's coach your freshman year? Was it Ramsey still? Yeah. Yeah, Ramsey, yeah. He said, he said Coach Ramsey chewed him out all the time because he didn't know how to make a post-entry pass. <laughs> and he said, it's your fault. I said, how's it my fault you can't make a post-entry pass? He said, all those Sundays of playing with you at Stoneford, you just told me just throw the ball up in the air and you'd get it. He said, I never had to worry about like bounce passing or reaching around people to get the ball into. He said, I was just used to just coming down, just lobbing it up in the air. <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I only coached Drew one year. Drew was a hard worker, good dude. He still communicate on Facebook. Um, I know, know knew Todd really well because I coached him. Me and him got to be real close. And Luca, uh, y'all stole Luca. We. Yeah, he had no business playing at Blackburn. <laughs> I don't know where we thought he should have went the first time. I remember the first time we scrimmaged him, Luca probably dropped about 45 on me. <laughs> I was like, I can't guard this dude. He, he's for real. But just a really, really good dude. Um, still, it, with the, when Doug and Drew told me about how hard you work, I was just like, y'all, y'all joking. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we ain't talking about the same guy. And I went up there for a for their uh, Todd Lucas senior night. I didn't get a chance to go up and watch you guys play. I went up for the senior day game. And just them guys, you know, uh, Corey and his brother from Vianna, you know, the guys when they were introducing me, uh, told them I coached you guys. They had nothing but good things to say about you guys. So you guys left a good impression on them also. Uh, Jared, what was it? What was it like playing for Coach Wills? I know we, me and you have talked about it, but publicly, what was it like to play for Coach Wills? Uh, Coach Wills was cool, man. He was, uh, you know, Coach, you know, you know him. He's pretty laid back, but uh, he he was he was good to me, man. I went up there and I started two years, and uh, he just he was a real good coach, man. I learned a lot from him, and uh, you know, I even back then, man, I knew how blessed I was to even play college basketball just coming from the places like where we come from and you know people don't people don't play college basketball very often you know not too many people get the chance to do it so I was grateful and um, you know he treated me good man and I had a lot of fun up there coach wheels was cool man he, he, he had corny jokes and stuff but he, he, he was cool, man. He was he was fun to play for, man. He's a good guy. I love Coach Wheels. He was a guy that could relate to people. Um, he would do, you know, as a grad assistant, he got stuck doing a lot of the, the thankless stuff, you know, as a coach on road trips, like taking food orders and passing food out and bed checking stuff. And I remember uh, we was doing bed, he was doing bed check one night. He comes, I don't remember who I was rooming with. And he comes in a room and you know, this is, Back in the Stone Ages, and we got our walkman. We got our little cassette cases out. Yeah, what are you guys listening to? And 
you know, he's looking at, you know, looking at our tapes and stuff. And, you know, me and whoever I was rooming with, both of us had like uh, Luther Vandross' greatest hits. And he's like, oh shit, Luther's got a greatest hits? And I was like, Coach, Coach Wills, what you know about uh, Luther? He said, hey, one thing I learned from the brothers at SIU Edwardsville. If you're going to get some, you better have you some Luther. <laughs> yeah, that's some shit he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but he would he he could relate to us, you know. He 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 played at SIU. He's a hell of a player in high school. But he would practice with us my junior year because we didn't have enough guys to practice. And that dude could yeah, he could pass, could pass, could shoot. But he was the guy that you know all the good players could talk to because he played, and you know we we knew we could talk to him about stuff and crack jokes about stuff, and it wouldn't get back to Coach Heron. And he, you know, we we ran into him a lot when we coached together, Jared. He was real. Real supportive of us. He's, you know, supportive of you. you know, if I ran into him, he asked how you're doing, or you know, had I talked to you, you know, just you know, all the, just a genuine dude, just a real right. genuine guy. He was cool. He, yeah, I but tell just, you what, man, he could, you know, he he was the best I've ever seen. He called a timeout, drawing up a quick play, and like he was so good at it, like he, you just knew what he was talking about, like. Man, he was so good at that. Draw something up real quick, like damn. But everything else he did when I was there was just simple. But he would always crack the one of them little corny jokes. He used to always come up to me and say, uh, "What did he say? Oh, hey, hey Jared, uh, you, you think a d- defense is the thing in the backyard?" Like <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> Yeah, defense, you know. It was kind of racist, wasn't it? I think, I think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, mean, I, I think I told him that one time. Kind of up. <laughs> yeah, kind of racist. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me that joke all the time. You think defense is a thing in the backyard? Talking about, <laughs> I ain't want to play defense. But, yeah. Coach Wills was cool. Coach Box. Uh, man, it was... I'm glad I got to play, man, for that dude. So something you had said, and we talked about it earlier, you know, it don't matter what level you play college basketball, you still ahead of the curve. Not everybody gets to play. You know, you you look at you look at your average team, and we ain't talking about your your prep school teams, or the, you know, the loaded teams, you know, out of the cities. If a high school team has one guy who goes on and plays college basketball. And they, you know, that that's something. So yeah. You're looking at, you know, there ain't very many that even have one. So just to have the opportunity to play at any level, you know, I think didn't Lucas start just about every game in all four years? He's a Blackburn. Yep. See, I don't know too many guys who can say that. And it don't matter if it's D3, NAIA, ABCD, whatever. You're in the college and you're starting every game. I mean, I didn't play with anybody that's how you started every game all four years. You know, that's impressive. So it doesn't, you know, it does not matter the level you play at. If you get the opportunity to play college basketball, you're, you're doing a lot better than the majority of people who play basketball. I forgot what the number was for players who've actually played in the NBA, and they said it's less than 5,000. And you would think it's it'd like be more 30, than that. Like three thousand and some change because I just I just yeah. heard that same I, I heard the same podcast you're talking about. And the NBA has been around since the late forties, and just over three thousand players have played in the NBA. 
yeah, we we laugh and joke about, oh, this guy's terrible, this guy's this, but they're still better than everybody else. Yeah. You know, the, the argument about, you know, we're not going to, there's no sense in getting into it, you know, trying to compare errors and saying, oh, you know, Michael Jordan scored on them points because he, those guys weren't athletes and everything like that. No, if you play in the NBA, you're an athlete. You may we're, not be a, yeah, you may not, you may not be a, you know, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, you know, one of those type of athletes, but you're a better athlete than 95% of the rest of the people walking the planet if you're playing in the NBA. You know, mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff Hornacek's the guy that, that pops in my head, like, oh, yeah, why, do, why wouldn't Michael Jordan like Jeff Hornacek? He wasn't an athlete. Yeah, but I bet Jeff Hornacek's busting everybody else's ass. Oh, yeah. People don't even understand like how many facets it is to be an athlete. It's, what, what's athleticism? Some people think athleticism is just jumping. Yeah, it's running, jumping. Yeah, it's running. It's endurance, bone structure. There's so many things that come into play. Fast twitch. It's just, there's just so many things that come into play that you can't even imagine. And I was just having this conversation about, like you said, the the different eras. How somebody would say, like, well, you know, this guy is not athletic. This is not. I think. Just not basketball. I think across all the four major sports. Back in the day, if you seen a, back in our day, somebody said, "Hey, it's the All American in this gym." We know who it is. It's the six six world class athlete yeah. in the gym. But now, the skill set that some of these kids got, man, is scary. I don't, I don't even know. It, it's crazy. Just the exposure. But you know, you talk about, you know, this is this is we're gonna have to do a part two for this, but just. We talk about, you know, different eras and everything. And you guys all know, you guys, Tip, you and E, know how good of a shooter Coach Wynn was. Right. Put him in today's game. I think there would be a place for Where he's just got free reign to shoot threes. And uh, I was talking, me and Sterling was texting. It was his birthday a couple weeks ago, towards the end of February, and we're texting. And, you know, talking about how Coach Aaron you know, the points we put up at SIU and how Coach Aaron was ahead of his time because we didn't shoot a whole lot of three-pointers. But we were still averaging 85, 90 points a game. And, you know, the three-pointer wasn't a big part of college basketball yet, but I just think of guys, you know, Coach Wynn immediately comes to mind. You know, you can say he wasn't athletic or this or that, but, man, that dude could stroke the long ball. And he would play today. He would get big minutes somewhere because he's such a good shooter. Some you know some of those skills they they train they they go across eras you know if you can shoot it you can shoot it you know the athleticism in, in my my opinion from thirty years of coaching has kind of taken the skill set out because they they look now at prospects more how athletic they are rather than how skilled they are that's why we see you know, that that to me is why the big man is becoming extinct because you're you know, more interested in a guy who can run and jump and defend the pick and roll rather than one who get on the block and get you 25 and 15. But I think that dude in Denver begged to differ. I've watched him play like the last three times he played. I'm just like, are you serious? This dude's a monster, man. Jokic, yeah, but, do not, he, Jokic will back you all the way down. <laughs> yeah, but just, but just think about... Uh, I read an article in Sports Illustrated where Akeem was talking. They were talking. Uh, it was an article about Akeem and 
you know, how the big man is becoming extinct. And he said, if Joel and B would just play the block, there'd be nobody to stop him. So you understand why he goes out to shoot three pointers when there's nobody to guard him one on one the post. Then the game would be so much easier for him if he just went down there and played. You know, you to me I look at dudes like, you know, those guys, it'd be longevity for him. But right. You know, what 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 do I know? It's just me being me, me, me being a fan of looking at the game. But just the athleticism of it too. All three of you guys in this era, y'all's high school careers would have been different. They they would have been so different. Tip, uh, Jared, tell I them who we were just talking about earlier. Who we just say earlier if they played in today's game, it would just be it would be scary if he was in today's generation, probably coming out of that, coming out of Southern Illinois. Mm, who, who, who? Man, you imagine Tyrone as we came through. He would go down as <laughs> forget just man. <laughs> it, it would be scary the numbers that dude would put up if you like literally get that dude the ball and put it in his hand and let him do the modern thing today, play positional basketball. I mean it's, it's especially scary. you got somebody on the floor with him that can shoot. Give him a Bino, somebody that can shoot where you just can't just double and triple team him. If you do, he's going to kick the ball to somebody's wide open. But, you know, Tip, we talked about you. I talked about you endlessly talking about defense because if you, one thing you would do in the manual, you remember him doing this. And, you know, defense was different back then because y'all beat people up on defense. Y'all took people's manhood away from them because your teams let y'all hand check. Y'all's hand checking, you know, we running over screens. We just, defense was more physical. But you know, if your if your man went and checked out the game, you followed him to the bench and then waited for his replacement at the scores table and you bumped him as soon as he stepped <laughs> on the floor. Now I tell you thing, my son plays now and I've never told him about that. He does the same type of stuff that I used to do. I guess and it was just, I guess it's just in the genes. I guess it's just hereditary. I see I see so much of myself in him, it's scary. It was just, but it was just a, you know, it was, it sent a message that I'm going to be in your face the entire time you out here. And that part of the game is gone. You know, you don't see coaches talking about full court pressure and stuff like that. You know, the, the team, that first team, really the first two teams me and Jared had together with him, we, we were successful because those guys, they were, they were physical on defense. They didn't back down from people. They held their ground. They were little, defense. but they were strong. They were they were little, they, but they were strong though. They, defense, they forced the offense to take steps back because we held our ground. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they you know they bought into that. You know, we couldn't beat teams up like y'all did because the game was called differently. But they bought into being physical, and we're just gonna grind people down. You know, yeah, we're not we're not that big, but you know, we're gonna bump you, and we're gonna be physical, and we're gonna check. You know, we're gonna make contact with you, check you out little things like that but that's that's one of the things I'll always remember about you like you know if it's a, a dead ball and the guy your man's going out of the game you follow him to the sidelines and you would wait there at half court at the scores table for his replacement to come in you know you gave me that mentality by telling me to run through the first pick every year. and I was about to say that yeah <laughs> you know, you I used that. to love that yeah, I, I, the, when I coached the girls at Harrisburg they did it you know well they did it until I I I don't know why I, I may need to go back and start doing that again but all, that was the thing I had all my teams do just run over the first pick if the referee calls a foul hey it's a foul see if they set the pick again 
But it set a tone because a lot of them kids from Joplin, places like that, they would close their eyes. When they knew that I was going to run to the pick, they did not want to get <laughs> they hit. Did. They would turn sideways. And a lot of times, the, the refs would call fouls on them because now they're not even getting fully there to They're moving, yeah. They call it moving screens on them. You know, that, and that, that you know, I, I wouldn't... Uh, I, it was your second year, I think. I think it was your second year, Jared, that I came down there and talked to those guys and told them, if you're physical, you'll win ball games because it's yeah. not a physical game anymore. The, the game's not physical. It's such a perimeter game. Now, if you want to be physical, you'll win ball games. If you check somebody out and you hear them make that <laughs> noise when you hit them, you ain't got to worry about them going to the boards anymore. I mean, it's, it's completely changed, but nobody, you know, the team uses the most physical teams to win ball games now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lost art. It's the physicality is not even in the game anymore. No, mm. because it's such a perimeter base. But, gentlemen, they about to shut down the nursing home on me. I got <laughs> to get my Jello before it's all gone. Oh man, that's funny. But uh, yeah, because I still got another page of, of questions, and we we'll be on here till, fr- till Friday. Till well, Saturday. you know, we can always reconvene, man. This we is go, easy. Um, we go, yeah. we gonna have to reconvene because the next one will will we'll look like open court because yeah, y'all gonna y'all gonna be able to voice your opinions and y'all gonna be arguing. But yeah, we need plenty <laughs> of time for the next one. <laughs> man, let's do a second, a second part, bro. We would do a part two for sure. Because yeah, the part two so. would be better than the part one. We didn't set the tone. So now it's time to, you know, uh, alert the authorities because there's going to be some smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. All right, cool. But I appreciate y'all giving me your time. I appreciate this trip back down memory lane with you fellas. Y'all already know love you like my, my, my brothers we couldn't be any closer we was the only way we could be closer if we had the same parents but y'all are in, in, in your own ways just important parts of my my coaching career and a big reason why I still I still do it just you, know, you guys like you being successful uh, y'all have you know in your own ways giving back you know tip you and Eve always never hesitated to you know help out when I coach Meridian, when I coach AAU, you know, never hesitate to help out kids who, you know, may have needed a little extra or whatever, just in general, just, hey, you know, whatever you need, we got you. And Jared, you already know, I don't, I don't take any credit for what we did at Meridian because it wasn't just me, it was you and them guys, those guys we played for, but I couldn't have had a better, better assistant coach, anybody I trusted more than you down there. And that was, my first request that you was my assistant coach. So you guys are very, very important pieces to my coaching career and why I'm still doing it. And get all the niceties out of the way so the next time we're on, I ain't got to be nice and respectful <laughs> to y'all. Feelings <laughs> <laughs> mutual. To spade. No, I'm just Feelings mutual. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, a bunch of good times. No, not, I don't many don't remember very many bad times. I know I got on your nerves, Jared. You know, you thought I was crazy. Some of the stuff I did and said, but you know, just a lot, a lot of good times, a lot of great memories. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we're gonna end this one right here, and uh, when the schedule allows, we'll get back together for 
for part two, and that one's going to be that was going to be a good one. TNT might be calling this one to give us a show after after part two. <laughs> I'll be about ready. Cool. Have, have us all have us on before Shaq and Kenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm put that on the right. shirt. All, all right, right, my brothers. Uh, have a good night. Appreciate y'all. Yep. Yep. All right.